Radio Chaser, brought to you by Double Shot Tuesday. A double shot of each artist for absolutely no reason. It's a Sydney afternoon. You're knocking off from work, picking up the kids or making up job interviews to put on your doll diary. But you know the mood, and the mood is Radio Chaser. You switch on and suddenly discover you're much, much, much better at sex. All thanks to Radio Chaser. Oh, yes, welcome to the show. Charles Firth is in. Zoe Not Lodge is here. My name is Dom Knight. Coming up, would you believe Alan Jones is in trouble again? Oh, it's just astonishing, isn't it? Shock me, Dom. Shock me. we want to know, uh, your story is about kids' first words, guys. Mm, Yes, but but I'll tell you what, Barnaby Joy is talking of kids and illegitimate kids at that, uh, is in a lot of trouble. Again? Because he's been making robocalls. Now, these are the... You know those automated calls yeah. that you get? He's been ringing up people and saying, Hi, I want to talk to you about... And, and it's all about the abortion debate. Didn't Clive Palmer teach us that these are wildly unsuccessful? <laughs> yeah. Yes, they're, they're horrible. I hate robocalls. They're the worst thing in the world. Every time you get a robocall, you sort of want to go, I want to robocall you back. But, yeah, so tell me, so what's, what's he doing? He's calling people. He's calling, he's calling people up and he's saying... Um, you know, you know how there's this abortion bill yeah. in New South Wales. He's saying, "Oh, I really think I should be a really moral person, um, and you shouldn't pass the abortion legislation, oh, whatever the abortion he, thing." He's I don't an really expert know in unwanted pregnancies, though. Um, he's yeah. responsible yeah, for it. Right. I don't know. Maybe we should robocall him. That's we, a great idea. Well, we robocall Barnaby Joyce. Well, yeah. I mean, if he thinks that's cool, C- can we can we get his number? Can we? We can find his number. That's if we a great can get his idea. number next break. You got to do it, Tony. Right. Yeah, yeah. You well, robocall him. Yeah. Well, if he likes him, yeah. I'll just give him one back. <laughs> I'll just a, give him one back. That's you a great should. idea. All right. Well, look. Well, there we go. But look, I mean, in the meantime, he has actually uh, started another robocall service, which has been a lot more successful. Hi, I'm Barnaby Joyce. Welcome to my robocall service. One thing you may have noticed about me is that I'm pathologically unlikable. As such, I have a real knack for getting people to do the opposite of what I say. So if you want someone to do something, get this massive dipshit to give them a call. Uh, hello? Hi, little Oscar. I'm Barnaby Joyce, and I just want to say, keep picking your nose and eating it. It's a great look. Goes down real well with the Sheilas. Oh, Barnaby Joyce likes nose picking. I'm never going to pick my nose again. Uh, hello, John speaking. Hi, John, it's Barnaby Joyce here, just calling to tell you not to lose 15 kilos and please, for God's sake, don't get your effing shit together. I'll piss off your badly carved Halloween pumpkin in a hat to the gym and the life coach. Gee, this summer sounds great, but oh, Barnaby Joyce is behind it. Um, don't use my robocall service. Sign me up. Triple N's Radio Chaser. Yeah, and we've just been chatting about Barnaby Joyce, who's in a bit of trouble because he's been robo-calling people, mm. telling them to vote against uh, the anti-abortion... or the, the abortion bill that's currently before New South Wales Parliament. And he, it's sort of... He's making it out to be a sort of moral crusader. Anyway, we had this idea that maybe what we should do is we should get Barnaby Joyce's phone number and robo-call him, give him a taste of his own medicine. Yeah, because he's ringing every number, like, across the state. Yeah. We should ring his number. Yeah, so during the break, we actually we actually got his number. We've got his real number. So uh, do you want to take the honours and, and do this robo-call? You want to yeah. do it? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay, let's, let, let's, let's call Barnaby Joyce now. Okay, we've got it up. 
Let's hope he picks up. Is he good? Come on, buddy. You have reached the message bank. Ah, of voicemail. Oh, four. Oh, beep four, it. Beep it. Seven. Beep it, Lee. Three. Hi, I'm Zoe Norton Lodge, and I'm Robo calling you live on Radio Chaser to warn you about a well-known politician who's been randomly calling people he doesn't know to share his views about the inside of pregnant women's bodies. Be warned, this man appears to believe he is some sort of moral crusader, despite the fact that he himself had a long-term affair with a staffer and knocked her up. If you receive a call from a guy like this, simply hang up and burn your phone immediately. Goodbye. Triple M, Radio Chaser. Radio Chaser, brought to you by Double Shot Tuesday. Twice the songs, half the fun. Sorry, that was very funny. Um, <laughs> so Virgin Australia has launched probably the stupidest promotion I've ever heard today, which is from now on, you can you can sign up to their Nervous Flyers program. <laughs> this is honestly true. So what happens is you sign up when you book your flight and say, oh, look, I'm a nervous flyer. And then a little love heart appears on your boarding pass. And then when you board the plane, the, the hostesses come and, or hosts, uh, come and check that you're all right. And I don't know, give you a hug, maybe talk through, you know, your problems with your mother and father, your background. I don't, like, I don't know. Like. It's just, it's amazing. Cause it's like, if I was a nervous flyer and I was worried about like a plane crashing, I feel like a love heart on a boarding pass isn't going to do anything to quell my paranoia. Well, this is exactly right. Like, if you don't like flying, you know, there is actually one solution that's that's out there. It's available. It's been available forever. Don't bloody fly. <laughs> just, just don't leave, leave flying for us confident people who like flying. I like this idea. I think it's sweet if people are nervous. And it would work for me too because my, my great phobia is not getting special attention. <laughs> well, that's that's perfect for you. No, but Dom, it's gone too far. I mean, you know, it started with gluten. You know, you could register as gluten-free mm. for people who are scared of gluten. On a plane, you mean, not it, just in yeah. the gluten-free register of the world. Yeah, then, then they had the veggio thing. You can now sort of tell them that you're vegetarian. Well, if you're scared you of meat, <laughs> ooh, the meat's going to come and get me. I mean, like, if you don't want to be there... There's a really easy solution. Don't be there. I tell you what, though. I, like, I'm not nerv- normally a nervous flyer, but I got a bit nervous on a plane the other day. I was with my, my sister, and she had she was on crutches at the time. She had a netball injury, because netball is vicious, let oh, me yeah. tell you. Oh, yeah. Sidebar, netballs don't play it. It's very, very vicious. Right. But anyway, she, was, she boarded the plane with her crutches. We got to go on first, you know, blah, blah, mm. sat down. And then um, the flight attendant came over, and they were like, hi, so just checking... Um, you know, if there's an uh, emergency, if there's an emergency, yeah. if something happens, whatever, um, you'll just have to stay behind while everyone else leaves the plane. <laughs> and we were like, uh-huh. And then they said, and you know, we'll try to come back to help you, but you know, we can't make any promises. <laughs> like, what kind of a way is that to begin your flight? That's terrible. That's awful. You know what they should have? They should have on the boarding pass, you know, last out symbol. Yeah. Well, I thing. tell you what, just a love heart. If they'd have been a love heart, yeah. I'd be like, okay, cool. We're all going to die. But at least we have this nice love heart on our boarding pass. Triple M, Radio Chaser. Radio Chaser, brought to you by Double Shot Tuesday. Two songs from each artist means we're now playing quadruple the Barnsey. 
I just wanted to run something by you guys, right? So you've got you've got kids. You've got mm. kids about the same age as mine. Yeah. Dummy. Charles, yours are a bit old. You might have a bit of insight into this. So my kid, he's like 18 months old now, and he's, he's just kind of starting to grapple with words. So for a long time, he's been, you know, sort of babbling like mum, 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 and I like to think he's saying mama, but, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. who knows? Or, he's probably just farting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But he's just started to sort of, like, say a few words, and I'm like, this is a bit more distinct. So he, he started... It's a bit of a problem. I just want to know, I don't know what you think I should do about mm. it. So he started looking at me, pointing, and he'd go, bitch. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me, young man, bitch, bitch, <laughs> and pointing at me. And I was like, is this at 100% going to be your first word? Now, does do you, do you have a problem in your relationship with your husband that you maybe want to talk through? Look, I'm so, a real bitch at home. No, 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 uh, no but, but, but what... It, what's going on? Okay, so look, it took me a while to figure it out and then I realised yeah. I was but like... Maybe your son's just no, a horrible person. Look, it's possible. Yeah. Look, who's 18 months old, it's possible. Only time will tell. Maybe but, maybe he's been listening to Alan Jones a bit too much. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's been listening to our radio show and it's like, mm. who's that? Anyway, no, <laughs> what it turned out, he was. I thought he was wanting me, he was pointing like next to me where there was a book that he likes about the beach. Oh. So I was like, oh, thank goodness. That's so hot. That's such a wholesome, you know, rejoinder to the whole anecdote. It is. I mean, look, it's possible. Mm. I, I've got it wrong. He may have just been saying bitch. Who, who yeah. knows? But look, one triple three five three. I want to know what your kid's first word was or your first word. Or did you have a mate who had a great first word story? Yeah, my uncle was pretty great. He didn't say anything for a very long time and they thought he might be a bit special. Like they thought he might not say anything. And, um, then, then they went to the beach and he'd never said anything at all. Not even mama or dada. And my mum was like, who's a bit older. She's like, oh, oh, it's, that's the sea. And he said, huh, it's called the ocean. <laughs> that was his first thing he ever said. So he, so his, his first thing he said wasn't a word, it was a phrase. It was a correction. It was, it was a correction. He mansplained the sea to he a did. woman. Yeah, wow. Did. We're learning a lot about boy children here, aren't well, we? Well, triple three, five, three. Uh, first word stories about uh, your baby, someone else's baby, maybe your, your first word. My kid's first word reflects very badly on me, which is that um, I noticed that he would get quite verbal really early in the morning. So I, w- I actually, at that point, went, okay, I'm going to get the first word. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock this in. So what I did is I offered to my wife, look, you stay in bed and I'll just, I'll do the morning nappy oh, run. Oh, tricky. And then just the whole time kept on going, dadda, 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 <laughs> until his, the, his first word became dadda. Oh, nice. So I, I won the whole thing. And in your face, wife. <laughs> One, triple, three, five, three. Are you as terrible as Charles? <laughs> yeah. Stories about first words coming up next on Triple M. Here's Split Ends. Triple M, Radio Chaser. Now, we're talking about first words, and uh, sometimes they're a little bit awkward, a little bit rude. Zoe had a good story about her son's uh, first words. What's yours? One, triple, three, five, three. We'll go to Peter from Matraville. Peter, what's your first word story? So my son, um, when he was learning to talk, he used to get babysat by my mum and dad a lot. And um, he kept saying, sounding like he was dropping the F-bomb, he kept saying, um, and Para will fix it. And anyway, so I went and had a word with my mum, and I was like, mum, you know, maybe you need to be saying in front of him. You know, he's very impressionable. Turns out he was saying it's Pakaloo, which is Maori for broken. Oh. And Pa would fix it. So it sounded like he was dropping the F-bomb, uh, saying that it was F, 
and um, <laughs> that Pa would fix it. So, um, so that's become a word that we commonly use in our family now. It's Pakalood, you know. <laughs> that's pa. great. Um, but yeah, so it was a bit concerning at the time, but. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't what we thought it was. I've been seeing a great video of Alan Jones doing lots of swearing. Maybe he was just trying to speak Maori. <laughs> uh, let's go to Jason in Cronulla. Jason, uh, first word stories? Uh, first word story was a young fella um, at the old Miranda Fair. It's now Miranda Westfields. It was back down with Miranda Fair, sitting in the uh, throwing a tantrum, sitting in the middle of the aisle of, of uh, Toy World, uh, yelling out, I want my, instead of the word, truck. You can imagine what I was saying. Oh. Mum just left me. Mum just left me there, right in the toy shop, and walked out. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I'm just wondering, like, maybe kids are actually just genuinely swearing, and they're covering it up by pretending they're saying truck and beach and things like that. <laughs> it could be. Let's go to Doug. Doug, uh, stories about first words. What's yours? My 18-month-old granddaughter calls her mother's best friend slut. Ooh. Oh, has done, has done now for the last three or four months. But, and uh, and is she? Name. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she just her name's Emma, but for some reason. Do you? Do you? Is it? Do, what? What? Sorry. <laughs> what does she think she's saying, or does she think she's saying that word? <laughs> she's eighteen months old. I don't think she's thinking much at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's the only one who can get away with using that word. So power to her. Radio Chaser, brought to you by Double Shot Tuesday. Hear the same artist twice in a row, because our DJ has a very specific type of amnesia. It's time for... Chronic Chronic Medical medical Condition condition. or Beer! That's right, it's a very simple (laughs) quiz. It's probably Australia's favourite quiz. I think Hmm. so. Where I will read out a name, and you've got to work out whether it's a medical condition... Or a beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Zoe, you're the first up. Uh, Gumblehead. <laughs> is Gumblehead a chronic medical condition or a beer? I think, I bet it's one of those, is it a wanky craft beer? You are completely oh. correct. Yes, it's, um, it's an American wheat beer and it's, uh, it's very lemony and it's named after some sort of incredibly famous cartoon character called Gumblehead, mm. which I've never heard of. And it gets uh, 3.78 out of five on ratemybeer.com. I was thinking Barnaby Joyce was a bit of a gumble head. Yeah, I think, yeah. Well, it does sound like a medical condition. It does. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, next one is capgrass, Dom. Capgrass. Capgrass. Mm, I'm going to go medical condition. Correct. Oh, you're doing well today. Capgrass syndrome is uh, when, uh, that's when uh, people think that imposters have replaced one or more people that they know. So, um, you the real Charles. Yeah, exactly. And it leads people to do things like take fingerprints of their loved ones so that they can verify that their, their loved ones haven't been replaced by somebody else. And how many gumble heads do you need to have before you acquire this cap grass? <laughs> I think uh, four to five schooners. Okay, yeah. cool. okay uh, <clears throat> next one. Pig's eye. Sorry? Pig's eye. Is that a medical condition? Oh. Or... Or a yummy I, meal. I, I, yummy feel like, I feel like it's... Can I Can I take a stab and say it's yeah. both? <laughs> oh, no, you can't. That's wrong. Oh. It's a it's a Pilsner from Minnesota, um, and it rates D out of A to F on uh, the Rate My Beer scale. So 
So it's a terrible beer uh, it called does Pig's Eye. Pig's Eye. I yeah. mean, it sounds awful, so it checks out. It's named after a guy who had only one eye, and so he was nicknamed by his friends Pig's Eye. Does I that mean, make sense? Yeah. Pigs, pigs have two pigs eyes, famously. famously. Have two eyes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, well. Okay, and uh, last one. Last one. You'll never get this one. Don. Right. Is this a medical condition or a beer? AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of these. That's a warning. (laughs) Is a hipster thing. I'm confused. Because it's all wanky. I think it's a beer as well as a medical condition. Incorrect. No, that's that's horrible. Don, what is wrong with you? Don't you know about AIDS? Are you kidding? You're so insensitive. But it'd be a great name for a craft beer. Triple M, Radio Chaser. Radio Chaser, we have Zoe, Charles and Dom. Now, look, Alan Jones, bit of hot water yet again. Um, the Jacinda Arden thing where he said Scott Morrison should uh, shove a sock down her throat. It's actually been revealed now. People went back to listen to the original show, and he also suggested she should be given a backhander. So just more and more ugly talk about women. I mean, the sad thing out. is that people went back to listen to the show. I, I mean, know. That's the, that's the real, very the lead of sadness there. But Jacinda the... Arden, though, I love her response. She came back and said, oh, look, I don't really want to comment. I, I just think re- revenge is best served through blood is low cups. <laughs> so, <laughs> is that what she said? Yeah, it is. That's great. So but, you give her that one. But the reason, the real reason why Alan Jones is in such hot water is because now all the advertisers on his show have started abandoning him. Yeah, again. Yeah, so it started out last Friday, MeBank pulled all their advertising, and then Koala Mattresses, uh, Total Tools. Like, There's now about, there's about a dozen about yeah. a dozen advertisers have pulled their thing. And that's the thing that makes Alan Jones powerful is, is all his advertisers. Uh, but to sort of, um, to, you know, actually, uh, you know, DGB, to their credit, have actually just leaned in. This, this whole concept. They've, they've sort of gone, well, you know, we've got Alan Jones. We're paying him a lot of money. Why don't we just attract the class of advertiser who would who would like to be associated with Alan Jones? And I, I think uh, if you check out their latest ad, I think it's doing wonders. Attention advertisers. Are you sick of your business being associated with happy and respectful personalities? Yes, if only I could associate my brand with a grumpy racist woman hater. You can on the Alan Jones Breakfast Show. I just wonder whether Scott Morrison's going to be fully briefed to shove a sock down the throat. He's got it all. Racism. The in the woodpile here, if one can use that expression. Climate change denial. As you know, I don't believe all this global warming and climate change nonsense. And violence against women. You put your head in a noose. Lots of violence against women. Jacinda Ardern is challenging Scott Morrison. Morrison over climate change. Now, I hope Scott Morrison gets tough here with a few backhands. Put her in the same chaff bag as Julia Gillard and throw them both out to sea. Got a cleaning company? Let Alan Jones take care of your paid editorial. Oh, there's f***ing dust in this studio. This is ridiculous. The Alan Jones Breakfast Show. Absolutely ridiculous. I've got to catch a plane at 10 o'clock to raise f***ing money for charity. Advertise now before all the boycotters come back in a few weeks once everything's died down. Jesus, I hope someone understands how f***ing irritated I am by this. Radio Chaser. Ah. It's just ridiculous. Triple M. Couple of stories from the news, Zoe and Charles. You got to tell me: Are they cats' pajamas? Are you good or cats' piss? Are you bad? Now, Coles have brought mince pies into their supermarket in mid-August, and Charles has gone and bought them. Uh, answering my question, which is: Who on earth wants mince pies in mid-August? 
And poor Charles, whose arm's broken, is trying to open a package. Oh, it's the sad. Sorry, it is really sad to watch. Just if any listeners don't re- don't know this, Charles has a, a an arm injury, and watching him try to do almost anything is quite sad. It's like and a cl- stranded seal, isn't it? Especially opening a packet of cold mince pies in August. So, Charles, why did you want these things? How is this cat's pajamas well, to you? First of all, I love you know cold mince pies, right. and second of all. I hate people who whinge about, oh, you know, mince pies came too early. Oh, the hot cross buns came too early. The point is, in our household, what we do is, okay, so the mince pies arrive, so we'll just have Christmas early as well. That's what you should do. We'll just have Christmas (laughs) on the 25th of August. And then that means when the hot cross buns arrive, like in probably mid-October or something like that, (laughs) we can have Easter around December. and, And we're actually up to about... I think we'll be celebrating Christmas 2022 Yeah. Um, next week. So it's been you're about 106, really, with how you're yeah. racing through time. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. Cole's age. Yeah. And also, they're bloody good value, I might say. I went down there to get them when I saw that you were going to sort of run something on them. Guess how much for six cold mince pies? How much are they paying you they, to do they this? Cost, no, they cost $2. So it's like oh, 30, That is value. That is value. 30 cents for an inedible pie. It's just <laughs> great. <laughs> Do we have to play the thing? Oh, uh, yeah, we better. Triple M Management assures you that whatever opinion you just heard about a valued sponsor is not at all that person's opinion or the opinion of anyone who works at Triple M. Although they did get Charles's two bucks, so, you know, Charles is doing all right. And now, also, now there's a pub has this extraordinary burger with ten patties stacked one on top of the other, ten very large meat patties with cheese. And the deal is, uh, if you die eating the burger the pub will pay for your headstone. Uh, does that sound like a good offer? What? Yeah. Where, sorry, where is this? Where, what? Where it's is in the this? UK, of course. What um, do you mean, of course? Yeah. Like, right, mm. is, that a, is that a UK thing? Just eating Ching- burgers till you die? County Durham. It costs $50. And it's so, it's, I'm going to show you a picture. Imagine 10 massive meat patties. And bacon. Bacon and and chips. I mean, what's more kind of extraordinary is that it can stand up. Mm. Yes, true. I mean, that's quite a feat. Look, I think that this is incredibly bad value because if you think about it, imagine the publicity this place is going to get if somebody dies. Like, it's going to be everywhere. Their name is going to get out there. They should apply not just for the headstone, but for the whole funeral, I reckon. <laughs> like that, should, that, that should be the thing. Then I'd go in the go it. I'd, I'd be prepared to die as long as it was the whole funeral. Charles, if you eat 10 Coles Mitz pies <laughs> one to the other, I will pay for your headstone and we'll garnish it with lots of little shop. Deal. That's a deal. deal. What do you think, Zoe? You seem unimpressed by the burger offer. I'm so disgusted I've just chosen to belly contribute to this one. (laughs) Ten, no, piss. Don't move. I'd rather have cat's piss than a ten patty burger. (laughs) The Struts live on Kennedy Malloy coming up. Then Robert Wicker with MG. See ya.